This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Priya Liu and you're listening to Raise Your Game. Have you ever been the victim of a bully? Most of us have at one time or another and mostly when we were children. It may have happened in school or at the playground or even at family get-togethers when a bunch of cousins took you to a corner, snatched away your newest toy and told you not to tell. The thing is, bullying is usually something we associate with children and teenagers in whatever social milieu they happen to be in. It's definitely not something we think about in relation to adults because we think that adults have enough emotional intelligence and confidence not to bully others. Well, that's not true. Bullying is happening in the adult world. It happens at home and it happens at work. There are many euphemisms people use to get away with bullying others like I just want you to improve or you are jeopardizing the image of the company and therefore I need to do this and that to teach you and keep you in line. But the fact is bullying by any other name or for whatever reason is bullying. Elevating it to organizational levels does not make it acceptable just as legalizing apartheid of any sort does not make it tolerable. Today, taking off from last month's discussion on psychological safety, we have Human Equation founder Sheila Singham with us to discuss the topic of adult bullying. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning, Frida. Right. In bullying, uh, is bullying actually taking place among uh, adults? I mean, what made you decide to speak on bullying, which is the word most people associate with little children? I myself, when I worked you know, for other people, have experienced bullying. I've seen it taking place in the places I worked and I coach people and when I do training, I hear cases of people telling me of how they've been bullied right up from CEO level to, you know, their immediate superior and so on. And mm. so um, never mind, you know, People who are bullying, I've heard of people who are like bullies in the organization still being promoted because they produce business results. And so I'm wondering, ah, so you're rewarding people for this sort of behavior. Um, so that's why I thought, you know, it's a good thing. It's happening, Frida. It's happening in right, the workplace. Right. Right. Okay. And what is adult bullying? What are examples of it? And where does it take place? I'm thinking with the pandemic, it might take place a little bit more too. Mm, it could be. Well, adult bullying is happening at home, you know, because people, a lot of people are working from home in, in the Soho family situation. But while we're talking about bullying at the workplace, well, I would define it as any act that threatens the physical, psychological or emotional well-being of a person. In this instance, because we're talking about the workplace of an employee. And it need not always be top-down. Huh? It could be peer-to-peer as well, and it could involve verbal, psychological, or physical forms of bullying. Right. Okay. Now, and surely we don't get much examples of physical bullying in the workplace in this day and age. Well, well, probably I'd like to think not that we're not, and we probably yeah. won't see it much in the upper echelons of the organization but at the lower ranks, you could see it. Like, you know, we've yeah. heard of stories of supervisors slapping, pinching, inflicting right. pain on, uh, you know, or physical pain on manual workers and all that. 
Right. And, you know, because they're foreign workers, they, they're like scared of complaining, they keep quiet, and they, it becomes something that they're so used to. I mean, a report by Amnesty International some time ago cited statements by migrant workers in Malaysia that they were slapped, kicked, and had their hair pulled by employees and supervisors. I'm like... Seriously, are these human beings or what, you know? Right. right. And it's control, right? It uh, is. On, on, ver- on various levels, whether it's emotional, psychological or physical, it is about control, right? Um, speaking of which, now what about verbal and psychological bullying? What are some examples? Well, I'm sure you have encountered it as we may have many of us. Um, you have mm-hmm. unsavory jokes that are made at someone's expense, snipe comments, you know, made ah, at meetings yes. about someone and humiliating statements also like directly um, personal statements that have nothing to do with the person's, um, you know, capability at work. Publicly scolding or shouting at someone. I actually worked in organizations where bosses did that and mm-hmm. I personally did go up and speak speak to someone say don't ever use four letter words or shout at me in public because you'll get it right back you know sexist right. jokes are also bullying you know if, if women yeah. are sensitive about these things um wrongfully blaming rumor mongering those are verbal things that we encounter and we think like ah, yeah, it's harmless like sarcasm you know mm. carried out to an extreme is ah, uh, yes yeah, so I always believe sarcasm is the refuge of those who don't have wit. Like, no? <laughs> that's my opinion. And then you have psychological bullying. That's rather more sort of, um, what's the word for it? Insidious. Mind games. Ah, mind games. Yeah, you micromanage without reason, nick big, breathe down someone's neck. And then you have social exclusion from social events. You know, you, you go for lunch as a group, you know, as a boss or even as a group, you exclude that person. Everyone's having a party. We're going on an excursion, but nobody told you, you know. Invasions of privacy, checking on people's uh, social media accounts and where they're going and all. Work sabotage or interference. Right. We get that sometimes from peers. And bosses, ah, I don't know if you've noticed this, stealing and taking credit for someone else's ideas, you know, right. not giving them the, the credit. Threat- this is very common, huh? threatening to sideline you or stop your career progression in retaliation for you standing up for your rights or the rights of your, you know, group of people. Um, sometimes being asked to do difficult or seemingly pointless tasks and ridiculing people or criticizing them when they can't get them done. And also given tasks where, where you're, you're kind of like sideline, like you are not utilizing your full potential and skills because, you know, they want to undermine you and make you feel worthless. Why well, you think you are so highly qualified? I'm not going to do this menial task. I've seen all of this. I've experienced right. some of this. I've coached people with this. Hey, very sad and unnecessary why human beings need to do this to make themselves feel more powerful. Right. And I mean, like, you know, and, and the, 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 I might say the movie Mean Girls, right? Uh, but also at the same time, sometimes they make you do things that you know that, you know, like set you up for failure. Things mm. that you know that they are not what you're good at and then they try to fit you into a, a box, which mm. we was probably what, you know, uh, and that was not what you intended to do. But it's so easy, right, to find ways of, of bullying, right? Now, um, okay, most people will be inclined to agree that those who do the bullying are usually those in high position. Your thoughts around this? <laughs> so I, I did some reading up. There's a, there's a US-based institute called Workplace Bullying Institute, 
yeah, there's such a place and the fact that it exists should say it all. Huh? It mm-hmm. says that 61% of bullying comes from bosses or supervisors. Right. And that makes sense because they are in a position of assigned power in the workplace. But the fact that they need to do it, uh, that's something else. Like You already got the power of your position. Why bully? You know, That leads to, again, insecurity. But here's the interesting thing, right? It says that 33% of bullying comes from co-workers. And the balance of 6% occurs when people at lower employment levels bully their supervisors. Ah, ah. Right. Okay, and, okay. so that's the, I want to know in this scenario, uh, what type of superiors can actually be bullied and how do subordinates do that? I suppose it's the ones who are easygoing, who are you know, kind of like affable, the one to rock the boat. Manipulated. The one to push the boundaries or set boundaries. So those kind of superiors, the nice guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And how they can be bullied is, well, one way is passive-aggressive behavior, refusing ah. to complete tasks, refusing to conform. I don't want to report my comings and goings. I, I don't mm. respect you. I don't need to. Um, right. Of course, overtly showing disrespect, like you miss meetings, you miss events. And then, you know, at, sometimes you see at meetings that the supervisor is talking and this fellow is like, no eye contact, shaking his legs, drumming the table, doodling, playing with his phone. Um, also sabotaging the manager by doing things to make them look in, incompetent and then mm-hmm. complaining about the manager, spreading rumors about his capability. God, lah, I've seen that happening as well. Right. Right, and I guess like what even threat, uh, threatening to leave, and I, sometimes also I, I hate to say it's like they use tears. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that can be you. You can use tears to bully. It, it's a very passive aggressive form. It's manipulating right. lah. You know, um, when you need to use all these tools to manipulate people, it doesn't say much about your communication and influencing skills, let alone your self worth and you know confidence level. Okay, I think like what we want to know after this is, you know, what can you do, right? Uh, how can you help if someone's being bullied? And what I guess organizations can do to uh, prevent this from happening in the workplace. We'll discuss that in just a moment. Sheila Singham from Human Equation here with me. Stay tuned, BFF 89.9. Big Friendly Macha. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. morning, this is Priya Liu. If you just join us, it's Raising Game. Uh, Human Equation founder Sheila Singham with us on the final Monday of every month. Uh, we're talking about workplace bullying. And of course, you know, we, we, earlier on, we spoke about the many types of bullying from uh, verbal, psychological, and even physical sometimes, you know, especially um, among uh, people who can't speak up, right? Now, what should you do uh, do if you if you if they're being bullied, what should someone do if they're being bullied? What can I do? Okay, the first thing you need to do is document the bullying, all the incidences, right? When it happened, what was said or done, and who was there when it happens. Very important because you know there there are witnesses. I mean, at least they can sub- substantiate or support what you said. Even if they might not want to say, oh, it was actually bullying, I don't think so, but at least what was said, there's evidence. So document it. Very often we don't. We don't document it. We just suffer in silence. So, So write it down. Number two, 
save any physical evidence, WhatsApp messages, voice notes where you were being screamed at, you know, where comments and overly harsh commentary of your work, work that was torn up or destroyed. You know, there are some people who just rip off your, you know, thing. What rubbish is this? That kind of thing. All right. Next is to report the bullying. You make sure that you you report it. And this is where many people say, oh, I don't want la because, you know, I will be sidelined and all that. But I say to myself, what could be worse than being bullied? How can you carry on performing and, and all that if you are being treated so badly? Where are your career prospects anyway when someone disrespects you like that? Mm. The next thing is, you know, Frida, I've always believed that bullies are actually cowards. Mm. When you stand and, and you, you, you confront the bully in a rational and objective way and say, look, I know what you're doing and you, you just stop this. So mm. that, that means you need to get past the fear into it. And this is something that I've, I've coached people and I've, I had someone come and tell me that there's this big bully in the organization and they had just stepped up to a new position and, you know, she comes in meetings and she confronts me. I said, well, call her up and say, you don't do that. That's insubordination. I'm going to give you a letter. If there's mm-hmm. anything that you do not agree, speak out in a rational way. All these threats and all that that you're going around, passing around to other people, let alone to me, I'm not going to tolerate it. Okay? So the next thing you need to do, if it's really bad, if it's undermining you, your health, your confidence, your position, the organization, seek legal guidance to get mm-hmm. advice. Ask a lawyer what you can do. I mean, a lot of companies, right? When push comes to shove, if you're going to seek legal advice, and you know, then you need to be prepared lah, to maybe find another job, okay? But if the company is sympathetic and they go, oh, we didn't know this was happening, or we got a legal letter, okay, right, we're going to take action, fine. But if they're all going to rally around the bully and all that, then, you know, you, at the end of the day, it's going to be untenable to work there. But push right. your case. And of course, reach out to the others also. This is very important. Don't think you're alone. If this fellow is bullying you, he's probably bullying other people. Go and get, uh, you know, the safety numbers, right? Right. You know, united we stand and all that. Go there, build up a case. And if one person is saying something, complaining is one thing. Two, three, four, five, all right? Of course, if you're belonging to a union, uh, then use that lah. Right, right. I think those in the union are a little bit more fortunate in that sense, right? Mm. But you're right, you know, uh, you find out that there are other, you know, usually you're not the only one uh, if there's a case of bullying as well, right? Now, okay. Um, and you see someone being bullied. How can you help? Okay. Some, a lot of people say, oh, no, I don't want to get involved, you know, I, I don't want to step into the fray and have my, you know, relationship jeopardized and all that. Fine lie, you know, you can take that neutral stand, but you can still offer moral support to the person being bullied. You can listen to them and validate their feelings, all right? And you can give uh, your account of what's happening to the management. If you really want to go there and step up and stand up and, and you're seeing a colleague really suffering unnecessarily and, you know, encourage them, go talk to management and, you know, support them, give, give a witness account. And rally other colleagues to stand by the person being bullied and to stand up to the bully. As for me, I mean, you know, I'm a bit fierce and all that. I have actually gone up to managers and stood up for my colleagues and why are you bullying them? Right. You know, of course, that didn't. I, I, I did this once with an HR manager. He was screaming at a staff, right? Really, literally screaming bad words and all that. And the whole office, open office, we we're all like, stock still, nobody could work. So after that, I went up to him right in the middle of the screaming and said, hey, hello, this is not on. Lah. This is not a, a HR manager. 
future manager. This is not the way lah to, no, I mean, yeah, he was my superior, but I don't care. You know, you do not know the way they treat the staff. is very undignified. It's demeaning. If you want to really must scream, take them to a corner, no one can hear, but you shouldn't be screaming lah. I can tell you after that, Defla never looked at me. He never spoke to me. He gave me dirty looks. Uh, but of course, he didn't have direct jurisdiction about me per se lah, because I was friends with the HR director. But, uh, right. you know, yeah, but he was never my friend lah after that. Well, okay lah. No, but that, that's not the point, right? I mean, the right. fact that you have to speak up and then, you know, it's not because you should be friends with the HR no. director. It, it's, no. it's the right thing to do, right? Okay. So what can organizations to reduce bullying at work and why should they in the first place? Well, they should because when you allow bullying, it will impact the organizational culture. And if it's allowed to continue and then you keep promoting all those bullies, but you don't do anything about them, people are not going to feel safe. They're not going to trust you as an organization your ranking in people's eyes as an organized um, employer of choice is going to go down. Okay, there will be demotivation, people get demoralized and turnover will be high. A lot of people will be calling in sick and so on. So that's one good reason. All right, you, you, I mean, you want to create a place that is really conducive for work and get the best out of your people. You cannot tolerate any bullies in the workplace. So first... Mm -hmm. I believe all organizations should come out with a strong policy against bullying and it should define all the activities that constitute bullying and have firm disciplinary measures against it, no matter who, whatever level that person is. I mean, you can even have a director coming in and shouting and all that, then, you know, he needs to have a good talking to lie, you know, that this is not a policy of our organization. And then next, you need to educate employees on their rights including what to do when they are bullied, all right? I teach them all that, like, document it and all that, and all that, and come and report. But again, many people are a bit reluctant to go and report because sometimes it's brushed away, it's dismissed, because to actually take action against the bullying, and if, if it's not like a physically uh, conclusive evidence there, um, people are a bit reluctant, but where's the proof? You know what I mean? So right. you you need to, they need to set up a safe zone where people being bullied can talk to a party authorized to investigate objectively. I am always a big believer that all companies need to actually have independent bodies to come in and examine all these cases of bullying, sexual harassment, um, you know, corporate governance um, and so on, right? Mm. And of course, finally, you, you stop promoting and rewarding people who bully others, even if they're their top performers. Okay, they can be bringing in lots of big business deals, but if they're doing it by by jeopardizing people's mental and, and emotional health, then hello, right. cannot allow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, some tips if uh, this is happening to you or in the workplace. We've been talking about workplace bullying. And of course, if it's been to Sheila Singham from Human Equation, she'll be back again the final Monday of next month. You've been listening to Racy Game. I'm Frida Liu, BFF 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.